Life on Tour acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands upon which this podcast has been recorded. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. This episode was recorded on Gadigal land. Welcome to another episode of Life on Tour, the podcast that celebrates the highs and lows of being a musical theatre performer. I'm your host, Manon, and I hope you're ready to have a bit of a laugh because this episode is absolutely all about stage bloopers. Now, I just want to, before we get into everything, restate that the purpose of these bloopers episode is not to... Um, shame people or make f- people feel bad about their mistakes. I think it's really important to be able to laugh about things that are very, very serious in the moment and acknowledge that, you know, we're not perfect and sometimes things go wrong and that's kind of the beauty of live theatre. So that is very much the spirit of this episode. And, you know, like so- some of the bloopers are just, they're very, very funny. Now, the reason I share this is because, you know, no one is ever thinking after they have just blooped on stage, whatever it might be, forgotten the words or slipped over or something like that. No one in that moment, I promise, is thinking, ha ha ha, that's so funny. I don't take my job seriously. (laughs) No one's ever thought that. Everyone in the moment is freaking mortified that they have just messed up and There is no point in beating yourself up about that or making, you know, the person who's made the mistake feel bad. It's completely normal. And that is why, well, one of the reasons why we're sharing these stories today. Okay, so we do have a couple of really wonderful guests who have already been on the podcast. They are Steph Jones and Tom Shira, and they have come to share some absolutely bonkers bloopers with everyone. So I'm so grateful that they were able to sit down and be willing to share something so vulnerable. But what I've also done is I put the call out on the Life on Tour Instagram. If you're not following, it is Life on Tour Pod. It's lots of fun over there. Um, I put the call out on the Instagram in case anyone wanted to anonymously submit some bloopers of their own. And I got to say, everyone came through and delivered some absolutely unique and sensational bloopers that they experienced. So I am going to share some of those. But before I do, I just wanted to, in the spirit of everything, um, if you haven't listened to other episodes or bloopers episodes before, I think I shared in the intro of um, an earlier episode (laughs) a particular blooper that I did on Come From Away. So I'm going to reshare that now to sort of get in the spirit of the episode. So this this happened on Come From Away. I think, I to be honest, I don't remember what city we were in. I think maybe Adelaide. And, and there's this bit, so Come From Away, it's about, I'll just explain really quickly. Um, it's about a little town that showed a great deal of kindness to all the um, passengers who were stranded when their planes were diverted to this tiny town in Canada called Gander. And Gander took care of these passengers and then were able to show them that there was still kindness in a time of immense darkness. And I was playing the part of um, the reporter, Janice, and she was giving a bulletin (laughs) at the time. And it's meant to say at the end of this bulletin, like, we're hopeful that our visitors will be back in the air come morning. Um, So she's saying, you know, it's there's a lot going on, but we're hopeful that our visitors will be back on their way come morning, like, 
I hope everything's going to be fine. You know, the whole through line of the show is all about kindness and welcoming people in, even though you don't know them and showing them that they're welcome and they belong. And I just, the thing is with this speech, it was meticulously timed. So there was no room to mess up. Like the underscoring does not stop for you. It was not on a loop. It was like, you have this much time. And if you don't make it in that time, well, tough. So I forgot the words in the middle of this, um, in this bulletin that I was doing. And I knew that I had to come up with something because I had so, I had so little time. And what I did was I said, we're hoping they'll all be gone. And then <laughs> turned around and walked away. Oh my God. Oh gosh. And you know, you tell yourself sometimes when you do forget a line that um, people aren't going to notice or anything like that. But no, the, the audience noticed because they all, they laughed. That bit's not meant to be funny. It's meant to be about welcoming people that you don't know into your community. But instead, I made it very xenophobic, which is um, not what it's meant to be. Okay, so I'm going to read out some of these bloopers and they are excellent, each and every single one of them, although some of them are also like, oh my gosh, you know, like mortifying in the moment. Um, okay, so let's <laughs> let's start with this one. So this person says, during the first number of, I'm not going to name the show, but a certain show in Melbourne, the table's wheels got stuck in the tracks. I was downstage of the table and for the next part of the song, I had to be upstage with the two other performers there. So I had to do the first part of the section in front of the table without them and gradually had to move towards them while doing the corey and singing. <laughs> oh man. I mean that like, you know, like stuff happens sometimes and you know just kudos to this person for adapting you know that's our job sometimes we've got to just kind of go with it and make it work and that's definitely what this person did so good on you now someone else said um i missed my 20 second quick change and did an entire dance number with one shoe <laughs> oh no the Honestly, a 20-second quick change are some are like the best things, like because they're so exciting, but also the most stressful things sometimes because you've got to get so much done. And this person is an absolute champion for going out there without a shoe <laughs> and doing a whole dance number. I can't. It just reminds me of like, you know, I've done quick changes before where I've had to like put on eyelashes and then the eyelash like glues your eye together because you haven't put it on properly so you're kind of squinting like throughout the whole number <laughs> oh my god what we do is wild honestly okay now someone else is taking it back to their high school musical and they said okay I was performing in my school musical and of course they used YouTube for the packing <laughs> I moved to the spotlight for a dramatic ballad and a Kit Kat plays. <laughs> Hang on. A Kit Kat ad plays in front of the whole school. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. That is just – oh, I can't. Like, imagine. I'm thinking, you know, it's you're, like, playing Eponine in Les Mis and you – Walking you meant to be like, hmm, now I'm all alone again. <laughs> but it's like Kit Kat. Oh, man, that. 
oh, you poor thing. You, you, I'm sure you dealt with it absolutely amazingly. Okay, now this person talks about their uni production. So they say, I was playing Little Red Riding Hood in my third year at uni and our set was made up of pallets. During I Know Things Now, my blocking was to essentially walk up these pallets that were set up like stairs, but my foot got caught in between one of the slats and I face planted. I cut my knee open pretty badly, but I still had like 30 seconds of the song left, so I just kept singing from the floor. <laughs> oh my God. That, I mean, honestly, like this one is like not even a gag. This is just like, whoa, you really, you were committed to the art in that time, but it's also fine if your knee is bleeding to just, to just stop and make sure you're okay. But also, I want to say, like, good on you for, <laughs> for just, you know, we sell. We sell those numbers. We sell, 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 even though our knees are bleeding. Okay, now this person is describing um, an amateur production of Annie. And I've got to say, the storytelling is on point. Also, if you don't like poo, I would skip forward over this one. Okay, so they say, it was Halloween 2015 and I was in the senior ensemble standing in the wings to bring on the shantytown for Hooverville. I, all of these things are lost on me because I, I actually have never seen Annie, but I believe that that is a set piece or something. Okay. Tomorrow, which is the favorite song, I mean, not the, fa the famous song from Annie, was currently happening and I could see the audience from where I was standing and I see a couple of people cover their faces and start laughing. Peeking around to the stage, I see Sandy has had a vomit and is currently on their second vomit. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure Sandy is the dog in Annie. It's Annie's dog. As the scene changes, someone is thrown on with paper towels. I am dancing downstage in direct eyeline of a head of wardrobe and catching her eye as I see her go... As I see her head go down and the people behind her cringe, as I box step, I look over my shoulder and see Sandy has popped a squat and is having explosive diarrhea. Thank God I looked otherwise I would have stepped into it. The girl beside me went to step back and I grabbed her shoulder to stop her. The scene continues into the dialogue and the two orphans appear with a bucket and a mop and clean up the mess and take Sandy off stage. <laughs> they then go on to describe that like half the audience left and they had to open the doors because of the smell. I honestly <laughs> just stopped the show. My God, if there's any time to call a, a show stop, it's when the poor dog is vomiting and shitting themselves on stage. We don't need to push through this. What is going on? Why are we sending the orphans in to clean up the Oh, no. Oh, gosh. I feel very sorry for the poor dog who was probably feeling so unwell and was probably stressed with all the lights and everything. But also, you know, kudos to this person for looking out for their cast members and guiding them out of the way of the poo. And, you know, just excellently narrated, I've got to say. But, oh, my God, that poor dog. I, I hope Sandy is okay. Poor little thing. Okay, I think we've got time for a couple more. So this person said, I forgot to bring on stage the main 
prop that the show revolved around. Oh man. <laughs> oh no. That that is that is very unfortunate that one. But hey, I mean, I feel like with stage bloopers, you also you do learn from those moments and I don't think that I've ever really blooped in the same spot twice. So, hey, that's that's something. Okay, so the last one. This person says, I played Leaf in the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee in 2010. My character was meant to spell the word capybara, but I spelt it capybari. Oh, no. And it was very clear that I got it wrong. But of course, for story reasons, the cast had to pretend I got it right. <laughs> oh, no. I was mortified, they said. Oh, no. That is also so unfortunate. Oh, man. Oh, geez. Just, you know, th this is the magic of live theatre, right? It's kind of like, it's never going to be the same ever. And audiences are never going to be the same. And the show's never going to be the same. I mean, it'll be in many ways exactly the same. But the energy, like exactly what happens, the relationships and dynamics between everyone, it's never going to be the same. And that's why live theatre is so exciting. But I also just want to say, if someone does a shit on stage, you must stop the show. <laughs> Whether that's a human or an animal shit, you've just, you've got to stop the show, you guys. What is going on? Look, I just want to restate that when a stage blooper happens, no one is ever thinking, ha ha ha, I'm so glad that I that I just blooped. You know, like we put so much pressure on ourselves as performers to give the audience the perfect show and a show that's amazing and what it's meant to be and how we're taught to do it. And when we feel like we've messed that up, it is just like, it can be absolutely mortifying. And that's why a lot of people don't really want to talk about stage bloopers because it like, it's genuinely a very painful experience for them. And I totally understand that, you know, but I think when people, you know, like I am doing now want to sort of have a laugh about them, you know, when they are not, not so serious, I guess, in a way, I think that's, kind of in a way a healthy thing to do because there's no point in continuing to beat yourself up about the mistakes that you've made you have to move on from them at some point and sometimes that a way of doing that is laughing about it so I just want to say thank you to everyone who has submitted a stage blooper to me for this week I really appreciate it okay so now let's get into the first blooper um, guest, which is the wonderful Tom Shara. If you haven't listened listened to the episode with him, it's called When to Call Out Part One with Tom Shara, and he is just so excellent in every way. And so I'm so glad that he shared a stage blooper with me. Here it is now. All righty, Tom Shara is back. He's back. back in the studio, in studio, the studio apartment. <laughs> So what we do, we're talking stage bloopers. We are talking stage bloopers. Have you ever experienced one? What was it like for you? Tell me everything. Okay. So <laughs> this is the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to me on stage. I've had a lot. I mean, I've had, you know, over the years, lots of different kinds of bloopers. But okay. So when I um, joined Priscilla, mm -hmm. which was after we'd just done Muriel's wedding. So I came in a little bit later. I came in at the end of the Melbourne season and- I had done the show before, another incarnation of it, but I'd come, I'd, I was doing the, this, the Australian tour and I had been given this costume. So, like, the finale of the number is, like, the themes, like, floor, finale of the show, excuse me. The, um, the costume theme is, like, flora and fauna. So, everyone's, like, dressed as, like, a, 
um, like an emu yeah. or a lizard or, you know, like a, a very camp version. And I was, um, oh, what was it? I was a flower. What's it called? A waratah. Is that oh, a yeah. red flower with yellow things coming off it? Oh. Yeah. No, no, oh, no, no, no. no, no. I was the bottle brush. A bottle brush. I used to be the waratah. Anyway, sorry. I digress. <laughs> How ridiculous does this sound? Me being like, I was a bottle brush. But- <laughs> So I was, so I had this costume on. Me and Joe Kosky, we were, we yeah. were matching. We were like counterparts, yeah. and we had these like dresses that were red. Kind of, they went out and they had a hoop at the bottom. So it was kind of like an out, kind of like sixties aesthetic, whatnot. Yeah. And so we did the final number, and then you, and then we all bowed, uh-huh. and the bows were like super choreographed, and it's like you know, it's like like one, two, three, walk. You have eight counts. You bow. You go, and then you walk, and and the next people stomp the runway down. Yes, yes. And so this was like my, uh, like, I think it was the second week. Like I had just joined the show and I was doing the bows and me and Joe, like we went and we did our little like high five or whatever thing. We did something really camp. <laughs> we walked down and as I was sort of like kicking my legs up the back, cause we were in like Laduka heels, yeah. the back of my heel got caught in the, <laughs> um, the hoop and I was stuck. So I was stuck with my leg behind me. And so I just collapsed onto the stage. Like I fell down and this sk- this skirt, I was like, I couldn't get up. And so I was on the ground. I looked like a squashed Roma tomato. And because it was so choreographed, no one could stop. So I was on the ground, on centre. And then the next group of people wrote what down, stepped over me. Like they had just stepped over a dead body, did their bows. People kept going, I am there to get my heel out of the hoop. I was like legs up, like ass to the audience. Everybody could see me, legs spread, trying to get my heel out. Then I crawled across the stage to get out of the way of the leads. Like it was... It was such a vibe. And to this day, everybody, we always laugh about it. Everybody that was in it because like I was brand new and everyone felt so bad for me. And I was like, well, no one helped me up, girl. Everybody just left me there like tomato roadkill. God. But it was funny. That is so funny. <laughs> it was good. It was good. You got to laugh. You You're like, laugh. um, but Carrie. Oh, no. You literally. Go. Yeah. Carrie Radshaw in Sex in the City and then Stanford is like, oh, my God, she's, she's fashion, fashion roadkill. Road I was literally Carrie on the runway. Absolutely. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. Oh but it was funny. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That is so Is that a good. big enough blooper? That was perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing No, that. you're welcome. You're welcome. You've got to laugh. You've got to laugh. Otherwise, you'll cry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, perfect. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mooch. Thanks for coming. Okay, Tom Shira has to go down in history as one of the funniest people, I think, who has ever existed. That just the way that he tells stories and makes me laugh, and well, I'm sure more than just me, like everyone laugh. Um, <laughs> that story is just too good. Okay, this next stage blooper is from the one and only incredible Steph Jones. She's been on the podcast a couple of times talking about when to call out and then talking about, you know, navigating a long distance relationship, went on tour, which are both excellent episodes. So I highly recommend you go back and listen to those if you want to. Um, but for now, let's let's move on to Steph's blooper. Being a consummate showbiz professional, 
is about having a couple of bloopers that happen sometimes right. and that's all right. It's about the way you handle it and the way that you press on after the incident. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got a couple of bloopers to share. What do. are they? Well, look, they're, they're both very recent, very Mary Poppins related. Um, you know, there's that song Practically Perfect that she sings at the start of the show. And then in Act 2, there's a little like 16-bar reprise of Practically Perfect. Mm -hmm. So I was in Act 2 singing the reprise with the kids and I'm getting them ready for step in time and I'm like putting scarves around their necks and putting their coats on because we're getting ready to go up to the rooftops to step in time. So (laughs) we're singing the reprise and I blanked hard on the lyrics. Like, I mean, not not an actual word came out. In the... In the original version of Practically Perfect, at the top of the show, she sings, I'm practically perfect, not slightly soiled, which is a funny lyric. And then (laughs) I get to the one in Act 2 and they're completely different lyrics in Act 2, but I could only think of the Act 1 lyrics and I sung something like, I'm practically perfect, I'm slightly soiled. (laughs) So I, I definitely sung the word "I'm slightly soiled," and then I froze, and I said nothing, and then I just went, <laughs> and I just like hummed, hummed the tune. <laughs> Little Michael Banks looking up at me, very confused, and I had all of stage management capping because I had sung the lyrics "I'm slightly soiled." <laughs> I'm slightly soiled. I'm slightly soiled. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And I was just, my brain was twisted up about it because then for the rest of the show, and I don't really have much of a chance to stop from that point. I'd actually not really leave the stage then until the end. So I didn't have a moment to, like, giggle about it with someone or... Or, and I just was like desperate to know what the proper words were. And I was like, why can't I think of them? This is so concerning. (laughs) Very funny. And look, because, um, because we have a lot of uh, harness work in Mary Poppins, like legally we do have to archive every performance in case something goes wrong and then they have that footage to refer to. But the <laughs> gift of that is that any time something goes wrong on Mary Poppins, it's been caught on film. So oh, my God. All right, everyone, that is all I have time for this week. But thank you so much for tuning in. (laughs) And I'm Slightly Soiled is going to live rent-free in my mind from now until the end of time. (laughs) Um, Thank you to everyone who shared their stage bloopers with me. I really appreciate it. It is a very vulnerable thing to do. But um, I hope that everyone who was a part of this episode and who's listening to this episode has had a bit of a chuckle and a bit of an insight into the hectic things that can happen in live performance and how we just go with it and we adapt when we have to. So yeah, everyone who has contributed is an absolute legend, as are you for listening to the podcast today. So if you wanted to leave a review or follow the podcast on Spotify, that would be absolutely amazing. And you can follow the podcast on Instagram at Life on Tour Pod. And I will not be releasing an episode next week because I'm going to be away, but the week after that will be an episode freshly ready for your ears. So yes, thank you again for listening and until we meet again, have a wonderful week. Bye.